Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> um, my sister just texted me a very controversial topic. Um, what did your sister say? She said, um, I don't know if you knew this with the sister? new Little Mermaid movie coming out uh-huh. um she said she doesn't think that ariel should be black no I, that's not what she said <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, don't bring that controversial shit out here no a hundred percent hallie bailey is the most beautiful choice she's beautiful and wonderful and sounds like an angel right no they picked melissa mccarthy as yeah ursula which, that's incorrect that is very incorrect and i love melissa mccarthy she's yeah. great as Ursula, though. No, it should be a drag queen. And I really wonder if even <laughs> Melissa is like, yeah, I feel like I've heard her in interviews say, yeah, I wasn't I don't the know right why choice. they gave it to me. <laughs> I don't know why I, I have it. I, it. I mean, like Lizzo, I think, even put in for it, which <gasps> would have been amazing. Yeah, but the, I think I feel like also like the, this role traditionally on Broadway is played by a man in drag. Yeah. So, pick, so there, pick a drag queen. Any drag queen. <laughs> there are so many amazing, multi-talented, plus-size drag queens that you could have put in this role. I mean, like, and then there was um 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 another one that I was thinking of. Uh, um um um, he, he played Titus in Unbreakable Kimmy oh Schmidt. Oh my God! Yes. What's no, his, his name? name is Titus. It's Titus. Um. Burgess? Burgess. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Stunning. Would And I heard Icon. him singing Poor Unfortunate Souls at a cabaret of some kind. No, you're so right. And that, to me... That's correct. That is the correct choice. Melissa McCarthy is a Midwestern mom who I love, but I don't know she if that was the choice. Yeah. Uh, they were just like, we need someone funny and fat. <laughs> And whenever we need one of those, we get Melissa McCarthy or Rebel Wilson. And Rebel Wilson just lost a lot of weight, so she's out. So she's out. <laughs> oh, Rebel. We interrupt this program to inform you that apparently, since the Little Mermaid movie has now been released, apparently Melissa McCarthy has actually gotten great reviews, and she apparently did well. I'm saying apparently a lot because I haven't seen it. Um, but I guess good for you, Melissa, and foot in my mouth, whatever. Okay, back to the show. If we're being honest. Anyway, welcome back to a podcast of Smut and Dragons. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> we always do this. I'm Maggie. And I'm Jillian. Today we're going to talk about books. Sure are. Always. Never It's ending. usually about books. Usually about books with a peppering of some kind of little banter back and forth to <laughs> with, start with something something that we're talking about that's completely unrelated yeah. at the start but you know i want i wanted to point out mm. i thought this would be great if we can get people on board is to um we would love to hear from our listeners once again um a podcast of smut and dragons at gmail.com if you yeah. ever want to hit us up say hi tell us we sound nice um, Tell us we sound sexy. <laughs> if you ever want to shoot me an email, let me know that I sound so sexy. I would appreciate it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, or like to say like you guys really need to work on your audio. Maybe don't do that because it'll hurt my feelings. If you'd but- prefer for me to do the whole podcast in this voice, just let me know. <laughs> That's a whole different vibe whole different for vibe. this show. <laughs> Um, yeah, let us know because we would love to hear from you. And I was going to say, I'd love to like hear from some people and know that like maybe you're real 
and <laughs> think that you're not a bot. I don't know. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Someone, can... someone who's not our family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, shoot us an email. Tell us, say hi. Um, we're not a professional production company. We are literally two MILFs. In a basement. In Jillian's grandmother's craft room in the basement. That is where we are recording. Just to break the illusion for you. <laughs> If you were picturing like a beautiful studio, break like that. a dragon neon sign, our over microphone a couch. is resting on an ironing board. <laughs> Some high tech shit over here. High tech motherfuckers. So, um, anyway, welcome back. We're gonna contact talk about us. Books. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like I would read out like. The shout out to of whoever yeah. on the podcast yeah. is what I was trying to say. Yeah. That was a long tangent. Debbie cause... Reynolds at gmail.com <laughs> said that we are sexy and sound very smart and cool. Woo! Shout out to you, Debbie. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's rock, paper, scissors. Here okay, we go. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. <laughs> we did scissors again. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. Rock, beats, scissors. Okay. Good job, Jill. Okay. <clears throat> My book today is Doves and Demons by Cleo Evans. Doves. This is... <laughs> this is a... um. 1920s steampunk steampunk um dark oh why choose monster romance oh my god (laughs) so many tags so many and and when i tell you it's dark oh it's dark (laughs) it's shit dark it's fucking dark okay um it let's uh <clears throat> Doves and Demons is darker than any of my previous works. Please read the content warnings below. Okay. Violence, torture, body mutilation, child abuse, off page, bruises not seen, not done by main characters. Okay. Mental abuse, gaslighting, manipulation, being locked into a box. Oh. Somnophilia, which I had to look up. It means um being aroused by someone who's unconscious. Oh god. Um <laughs> Forced orgasms, forced breeding, dubious consent, CNC, humiliation, breeding kink, exhibitionism, voyeurism, sadism, masochism, fisting, <laughs> double penetration, triple penetration, whoa, <laughs> blood play, blood sharing, monster cocks, past parental death, grief, pregnancy fears, breeding without pregnancy, discussions of sexual assault, murder, breath play, spitting, choking, and more. <laughs> So a light beach read is what you're saying. Right, so I read all that and I said, okay, let me think about this. Do I want to proceed? Am I, the one, the the forced breeding was the one that worried me and it really, honestly, it wasn't. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that it, that it really fell under that. Dubious consent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. But it wasn't like, but it was dubious, not explicitly no okay this is, this is the difference between like that mafia romance that i had a dnf this exactly like andrew said andrew was saying this is the right side of scare aroused for you and i was like yes this is exactly the correct scare. side of scare aroused <laughs> that's my favorite term <laughs> i've ever heard in my life I'm i mean so... that's, that's what dark romance is about it's yeah. like i'm a little frightened but also but Hair top. But boy, is it erotic. But also, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> But boy, is it erotic. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dark. So. <coughs> give me the goods. So this is a story about. Um, so the main character's name is Irene. She is um, one of a pair of sisters. Uh, she goes to school to be sort of like an automaton engineer. Remember, it's steampunk. Um, right. Our, well, I should say our preface um, before we actually get into Irene's story, the preface of the book was 
a story of their like great grandfather and how he killed a very powerful demon like creature um, and used its energy in some way. To okay. use its energy in some way. Okay. That preface was from the point of view of the creature that he murdered. So we don't know exactly what he did with it. We just know that he killed it for some reason to use it for, to use the energy for a purpose. Okay. Um, And so fast forward to Irene's timeline. Her and her sister, I can't remember if it's Francis or Florence. Her sister's name. It's not important. Um, They are going back to their parents' house who passed away within the last year because they want to sell the house. Neither of them want really anything to do with it. Um, She's there with her sister. Her sister's fiancé comes who, like, helped her get a place at the university that she's at, which previously was, like, an all-boys university. Mm. Um, Women weren't allowed to go, so he got her a spot in there. And um, they're, like, going through the house and, like, getting ready to start the proceedings of selling it. Um... And her fiance, her sister's fiance had like brought this tea from like overseas and they're like, I'll drink the tea. And Irene is like, I don't like tea and I'm not really in the mood to drink it just to be polite right now. (laughs) So I'm not going to. And they keep being like, drink it. And she's like, I'm actually just tired. And they're like, take the tea with you. Sip it. It'll help you fall asleep. And she's like, all right. So she takes it upstairs. She does not drink it because she's like, I don't like tea. Mm. And she just goes to sleep. She wakes up in the middle of the night to, like, a scream and, like, loud crashing. She recognizes the sound of her sister's scream. Okay. She goes downstairs and she sees her sister laying on the floor, unconscious, in a pool of blood. She's not dead, but she is unconscious. And her fiancé is standing over her. And she's like, what the fuck is going on, George? And George is like, you are not supposed to be awake. And she's like and he's like you were supposed to drink the tea and now you fucked everything up <laughs> you're supposed to be asleep and she's like what are you talking about and then suddenly she I hears knew this, the tea was suspicious suddenly she hears this like voice from behind her that's like some sort of creature of darkness she can't really see she just sees darkness and hears this like deep voice that's talking about like where is the dove and he's like irene where is it and she's like i, I don't know she starts talking about essentially they were looking for these automaton doves that her great-grandfather had made um for some reason and they have only found one but there were two and nobody knows who the second one is um so she's like i don't know i didn't even know there were two i've only ever seen the one and and they're like everyone's freaking out eventually um George is like, just take her. I'm sure she has the information somewhere in, your, in her brain. I'm sure you could break it out of her or whatever the fuck you need to do. Um, because essentially he's made some sort of deal with okay, whatever <clears throat> group of monsters, demons, whatever this is. Okay. He has clearly made some sort of deal with them. And so she ends up passing out and then wakes up later. Um, she wakes up. Well, we switch POVs now to oh, our first dual POV. Oh, it's quadruple POV because <laughs> there's three. Oh, male this, is a, y tr- this <laughs> is a Y choose. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so and we get all their POVs, which love. we love that for me. Um, and we switch to the first one, who's a Mothman. Mm. And they're in London. They were in New York before. And they are having an altercation. They're like clearly in some sort of monster mob and they are getting ready to intercept a blimp that's about to land that supposedly has some sort of cargo on it that the other mob in the city wants that they don't want them to have so they're here to intercept this blimp the blimp lands he approaches the blimp the windows are like blown out and everyone's dead inside (gasps) and he's like what the fuck happened here? And then there's like fighting. And then all of a sudden, Irene runs in him. And oh. She, and she's like, ah, I'm I'm sorry. I gotta go. And she like tries to run. And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. And she's like, I don't. And he's like, what happened? Why are you alive? And all these people are dead. And she's like, I don't know. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, Okay, but he's sort of like, he, he they're very cutthroat people. And he's like, usually I would have just, I'm, I'm going to torture her to get the information out and then I'm going to kill her. And um, he's like, 
but I can't make myself do it right now for some reason. She smells really good, which is weird. Uh. Um, and um, there's something about her. There's she's she smells really good, which is weird for me. Um, so then who will be second main character, second uh, male love interest enters the frame. He's an unseely fae. Mm. He has three eyes. He has silver mm. hair. And like, yeah. And he enters the frame and he's like, you take her, you take her back to our place. You question her, do whatever you need to do to try to figure out what the fuck happened in there and what we're looking for. Um, and you pick her up and take her there because she's unconscious now and I'm not touching her because the smell freaked him out. <laughs> the smell thing freaked smell him out. Smell freaks him out. Oh, does she smell good to him she's, too? Well, we don't know because we haven't heard, seen okay, his POV okay. yet. Cut to his POV. It's like the next day. Well, no, actually, it's Irene's POV. She's like in the darkness, laying down. And she's like, what is going on? She, from her memory, she was brought in onto the blimp that she landed in. Mm-hmm. And then she remembers nothing until running into oh. our our Mothman. Mothman. Um, she starts to sort of touch around. She realizes she's locked in a box. <laughs> oh, that's that's where the content warning and, comes in. Okay. Yes, yes. And our unseely fey man takes her out and he's like, listen, we got to know what happened there. And she's like, I literally don't know. And he's like, I don't believe you. But he's like trying to take like this nice approach. Like he doesn't like feel like he wants to like really hurt her, but he still kind of does. And does keep repeatedly locking her back in the box over and keeping her in there for like three days. Um, And anyway, they eventually figure out that there is something going on. They were the other mob was looking for these doves that supposedly had some sort of power. There was supposedly one on the blimp with her. And now, for some reason, she has these metal plates embedded in her back in the shape of a dove. Oh, no. She's the dove. And they don't know how they got there or what it does or why. Um, But they... And then all of those people die. These two mobs have a rivalry and they have to sort of figure this out. But also, at the same time, these guys are like, I would kill her. And I should. And I kind of want to. Something but about. I, oh, but also I don't want to, but also <laughs> like I do. Um, our third love interest is a demonic creature who wears a plague mask. Um, and underneath that, he's like the stitched together pieces of like people he's killed. Oh, and he's like a demonic creature that lives in this suit. What? <laughs> Give me some of that. And he's like, oh, <laughs> don't re- tuck your hair behind your ears. <laughs> don't you tuck your hair. His name is Mort. He's a French. <laughs> Mort. Fuck. So terrible. Loki, the best one. <laughs> Tell me why. He he's so bad. They're all so bad. They're all They're so all bad. They're all so bad. But he in his like little laboratory, he's got like all these like parts and jars and like he first sees her and he's like I want her eyes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Maggie, this is the same character that yeah. later on in the story after a lot of things happen, a lot of traumatic things, he's like, but here's the thing. I've never felt this way about a person before, let alone a human. That's gross. But here's the thing. I want to be so close to her. If I could take her lungs out of her body without killing her, I would do that just so I could breathe the same air as her. Mm. So that is very romantic. Um, and very romantic. It very does change the context when he does wear the skins of the people. Well, that he, he is. He is it. He'll, well, there's one part of him that he hasn't replaced. <laughs> his his uh, is like is his left armpit, huh? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's his not. Belly button. No, it's not. This book is like a four and a half peppers. <laughs> um, it's not. The one okay. part of his body that he hasn't replaced is his demon schlong. <laughs> demon schlong. 
Good. It's, okay. It's great. It's great. Yeah, sure. That's that's fine. All right. So, so we got three. Um, I did find one one star review on Goodreads, and she said absolutely not. So. <laughs> <laughs> She said some of those scenes were super rapey. One star for pump steampunk aesthetic, though. <laughs> One star for steampunk aesthetic. I mean, you gotta I mean, hand it to the steampunk. Here's the thing. She tagged. She did. She tagged it. She did the tags. You, you, if you read the tags, you knew it was coming. Yeah. If you weren't okay with rapey That's vibes. That's what those content warnings are for. If you were not okay with rapey vibes. Don't choose Don't a book to that tell is tagged C and C and dubious consent. Yeah. Um, I knew that was gonna be a thing, and so I was fine with it. But like I said, the difference is, it there was not a scene where she said no, don't do it, and her inner monologue was like, no, I really yeah. don't want this. Yeah. There was there was definitely C and C. There was definitely you say no, you say stop, but mm-hmm. we have another. Yeah. Thing that you can say that will be how yeah. I know you actually want me to stop. Um, and there's also time before the establishment of a safe word. <laughs> but yeah. So yes, but also it wasn't that bad. Yeah. She was never like, no. But also, you got to know what you're getting into. When, yeah, dark, when, dark romances are going to do that. There's going to be is, kind of a blurring of lines. Exactly. When when you know something's going to be dark, like, obviously, you're never going to accept this kind of treatment from somebody in real life. No, obviously. That's why it's a fantasy, friends. This is this is the safe place <laughs> to to indulge in that in that um, scarousal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me scared and horny. And, um, side note. Well, I've got you here. Um, you know that TikTok you sent me the other day that was like, when you get into a why choose romance and there's no sword crossing and it's like, not even, no homo, no not homo. even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's homo. There's, there's homo in There's this? homo. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. going to get some, we get some homo. It's, it is a polyamory <laughs> situation that has crisscrosses. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is engaged with everyone, but all three of them are engaged with her. Mm-hmm. And then there's some overlap. Yeah. Of, of the other two, which I like. Yeah. I, I want, I want yeah. everyone to be into what do you, it. What would you call that? Because I know that like the, the male, 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 female, male or whatever. What like, isn't there like a... Isn't there like a like Yeah, a, like the order has something to do with it. Cuz like male female male is the two males with a female but the two males don't touch. I guess this would be MMFM. MMFM. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um <clears throat> there was also a scene uh that I made Andrew read. So that's when you know Yeah. That the spice is really hitting. I was going to say um that this isn't these dark romances. Some some of these are not like the scenes that you send to your boyfriend for inspiration. But then I thought, but Jillian but does. Also, yeah, <laughs> but, but Jillian also, does. Yes, I do. I, did I only did I only highlight the sexy stuff? That's usually all I highlight <laughs> with these kinds of books, anyway. Okay, so there is a mating bond thing that ties into the blood play situation, where monsters have to like in order to bond, like, mate, quote-unquote, bond to someone else. Okay. They have to consume some of each other's blood. Oh. Okay. So, (laughs) James, this is the Mothman, one. He says, Bind me to you, he whispered as the blood began to drip. I want you more than anything else in this world. It's not even a bond to me at this point. It's a bond to you. I can't escape you. Taste me. Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. Am I into this? I'm into this. And then she's straight up like, no, you haven't earned it yet. And he's like, (laughs) devastated. (laughs) Devastated and aroused. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's another scene. And I'm not going to spoil what gets them to this point, but there is an, there is a scene closer toward the end where um, she is definitely the sub in the scenario. Okay. Right? Mothman and Mort are hard tops. Okay. Um, Charles, who's the unseelie fae, switchy. Okay. Um, 
But in this scene, like all this stuff happens, everything's happening. And they're like taking a moment with each other. And she's like, listen, if you want to make it up to me, if you really want to apologize, you're going to get in your knees and beg me to let you touch me. Ooh. And, and Charles is like, all right, bet. Because <laughs> he's switchy. He's like, fine. And he does it. And she's like, great. And then takes a little bit of convincing, but she gets Mort to do it. And, I mean, I mean, James to do it. Which is the Mothman. And then Mort goes, I don't beg. And she goes, you do today. And he was like, I'm going to make you pay for it. And she's like, that sounds like a good time. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) And and so he does. He gets on his knees and he begs her to let let her touch him. And cue group fun times. Absolute incredible times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That that Neil scene, I was like, with the Mothman. With the Mothman. He, is he furry and everything? Too? Uh, he's got a little fuzz a little around fuzzy. like this area, and he's sure. got like little antenna. Sure. And they like twitch when he's annoyed. Oh, good. Okay, that's and cute. He's got wings, but one of them is actually a robot wing because they got torn. The uh, the real one got torn off. Because this is steampunk. Yeah. He's got one robot wing that Charles had made for him. And, and yeah, but I was surprised at how invested I was in the plague, the plague mask situation. I was like, sure, this guy's bad. You can't read his expressions. You don't know what he's feeling. And and he doesn't let her see his face for a while. And it's like, but he, he like blindfolds her and then like, and then she feels like his mouth on her and he's oh. like and she's like he took it off but i can't see Ooh, <sighs> yeah that's the spice guys in this one five stars so good yeah so good it's it for me yeah may not this is one of those ones where it's like you may not be for you <laughs> <laughs> listen you gotta be into everything that was tagged yeah you gotta be okay with or everything. Or at least that was not be bothered or by at le- it. Yeah, or at least not be totally turned off by it. Some of those things I was like, I don't know. We'll see. And <laughs> and then I read the scene and I was like, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> actually, I'm questioning <laughs> things. Actually, I'm questioning that things. That tastes pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like that one. Hmm. Let's think about that somewhere. Or not. Um, but yeah, uh, really good. Like 4.5 peppers. I hesitate to give it the full five peppers because there was still plot going on. Yeah. Um, that was important. But it was very spice heavy. So I'll give it 4.5 peppers. As far as stars, four stars. Solid four stars. Good. Um, Again, this one's going to be polarizing for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's, I mean, I was thinking about, like, the darker romance that I read with the one-star reviews, and they were all like, I can't believe this girl is into this, and I was like, I mean, you just don't get it. And she's not for you, <laughs> and, and this isn't for like, you. Uh, like, of all of the romance genres, dark romance is one of those things that's like, it's for you or it's not, I don't yeah. know what to tell you, babe. Yeah. If, if, if you can't get down with the little C&C... It's not, not, it's not for you. Yeah. And that's fine. But sometimes you just want to be bad. <laughs> sometimes you want sometimes maybe I a little just, bit of bad things to happen to you. Sometimes I just want to be bad and like a little bit of bad things to happen. Just like a little bit of bad things to happen. But then for someone who's so, so incredibly evil. Yeah. To have like one weak spot and that's for me. And that's for me. Yes. To make a monster be so vulnerable. But also they make her a little me. evil too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, like. Yeah. It's I a like little that. give and take, you know. I like um, that. I liked it a lot. Recommend. What is this again? This is Doves and Demons Doves by and Cleo Demons. Evans. Cleo Evans. So uh, let me talk about the book or books that I'm going to bring to the mm-hmm. table. I am bringing the um, War of Lost Hearts series by Carissa Broadbent. Carissa Broadbent. This is the daughter of no worlds. Uh, starting with the Daughter of No Worlds books. Um, I saw these, and I think we talked about this, I saw these circulating on TikTok as the next up-and-coming Akatar series. Mm-hmm. I think that gives it a disservice because Ooh. it didn't it didn't strike me 
I would say it's as addictive as Akatar was in in the fact that like by the time I got to like halfway through the first book, if not to the second book, I was like, I will never put these down ever again. Yeah. Until I am finished with this. Yeah. Um, and I very much did feel that way. Um, I will say that this series is don't compare it to Akatar. It's not like Akatar, other than the fact that it's a fantasy romance and it's addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even hesitate to call it a fantasy romance because there's so much good stuff happening. But of course, like, I'm obsessed with the main characters and their relationship. So I will say that the first book, uh, fully off the bat, do not do the audiobook. (laughs) The audiobook is like, bless that person that reads the audiobooks, but she... mm, You couldn't get through it. I could not get through it. Um, she, the the way she did, the main character's voice was so, like, whiny sounding. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the main, the male main character was so, like, he sounded like an 80-year-old man. And the mm-hmm. whole time, and he's supposed to be gruff and kind of grumpy, but right. she literally made him sound like he was 80 years old. And I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to, like, fall in love with this. Yeah, I don't know how it was. So I had to, to switch to, um reading it reading it with reading my it. eyeballs with my eyeballs so um once i did that i was like oh yeah i can do this um now i will say at first i thought it was because of the audiobook but then i discovered by reading um i didn't find any one star reviews on amazon necessarily um but a lot of the lower star like two and three mm-hmm. they were saying that they couldn't get into it the first like half of the book and i would agree because yeah. I thought it was because of the audiobook. It's also the story was just kind of it's like... It's a little slow at the beginning. It's... I don't want to say it's slow. Mm. Because there's some really crazy shit that starts off. Yeah. Um. So I'll tell you the premise and then sure. go to the part where I started to go, oh, this is good. Okay. This is addictive. Sure. So Tizana is the main character. She is... Yeah, it's quite a name. <laughs> Tizana... The, we've got so many insane names in this one. And it's a fantasy series, so you're going to get that. But she these, said, we're making it up and we're going off the wall. <laughs> they are insane. Max Antarius Farleone is the male main character. They just call him Max. Max Antarius. She... She said mashup to to all these names. To be fair, he did say it's a ridiculous name. You can just call me mashup. Okay, that's fair. So, but Tizana, Tizana is a, uh, she is a slave. So she starts off, um, the book starts off with a prologue, which I will kind of get to later. Um, But it starts off with Tizana is a little girl. She's in her uh, country and her country is taken over by Threlians and they come and basically burn everything and she and her she and her mom are like uh being taken as slaves and they're like eh, I don't really know if we want to use these two and she goes wait no and and they were like oh they did say she's fragmented so in this particular I don't know how to explain it but in this particular world to be of a mixed race or at least to be mixed with uh albinos so there's a race of people called albinos they are white white skin white hair silver eyes Mm -hmm. she is mixed her mother is some other right something else so she is instead of like to be mixed race at least in this particular to be mixed with albino she is literally like looks she has patches of brown on her oh so she's like has one green eye one silver eye she has white hair with like black streaks in it oh and she kind of has like a vitiligo thing going on so sure. it's kind of cool it's a different <laughs> it's a very different female main character look um anyway but they said we don't want this like fragmented girl and she goes wait no no and she like puts up a a little little magic illusion of butterflies. She's like, I'm a wielder. I can do things. And she's like eight or something. And they're like, okay, we'll take you. (laughs) And she gets sold into slavery. So cut to, she's like 21 years old. And she is dancing and performing. And she's a wielder. So she can do these little butterflies and things. And she does, she's self-taught with her magic. um, But she can also sense people's, emotions so it makes her really great as a performer because she can kind of flirt with men and get them to uh she doesn't necessarily do a lot of like sex work 
but she will as she has to. Right. Um, and what she's doing is she's trying to buy herself to freedom. So mm-hmm. she's building up gold and all of this stuff. Um, her slave owner, it's like a really awful situation, but it's also kind of like complicated. He was kind of a father figure, but he was also kind of a lover. And he right. was also like, you know, kind of not doing great things with her and right. all of this stuff. And she tried to buy her freedom one day and he was like, you are worth a thousand gold. So um, no, you can't just buy your freedom. But then she builds herself up and she gets to a thousand gold at the beginning of the book. So she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy my freedom. I'm going to get out of here. She's got a sweet baby boyfriend, not boyfriend, but a friend that is a boy um, that is Cyril. And he's like, you can do it. Go buy your freedom. Love you. And she goes and goes to him and is like, here's a thousand gold. I want out of here. Yeah. Here you go. I'm buying myself back from you. And he like, for the most part, has been nice quote unquote to her and treats her well quote unquote it's he's a slave owner he can only do so much and he goes who do you think you are he literally gets out a whip he's never done this before but he gets out a whip and he's like absolutely not you do not just deserve to go buy yourself freedom and get out of here also how did you earn this money and she's like well i like perform for people and he was like did you sleep with people and she was like i mean like one guy he gave me a lot and he starts to whip her and she's never that's never happened before so she's getting these slashes and it's traumatizing and horrifying and she's like she's got this kind of mental magic but it's like more so like she can Mm -hmm. sense people's emotions kind of not really thoughts but she can feel feelings um but suddenly like in this particular moment, he's he's whipping her and she suddenly senses his mind and like grabs onto it mm. and he like stops and she's like looking at him and then she just like pulls and he just <coughs> collapses and dies. And she's like, oh shit. <laughs> That's one way to get your freedom. And she's like, I don't know how I did that. So she's like, oh, shit, he's dead. I killed him. I got to get out of here. She finds her friend and her friend is like, yeah, we got to get you out of here. And they like kind of scramble and like, like do kind of sneak out before, (laughs) sneak out before anyone finds him. Right. She's still like covered in like her back is open. She has gashes all over her back. So he throws a jacket over her and it's like, Tizana bought her freedom. Isn't that great? And all the slaves are like, oh, wow, really? Okay, bye. And all this stuff. She escapes and she decides, I'm going to go to the orders. The orders are um, a group, like sort of the like government of magic wielders, you could say. Um, And she's like, I'm going to go to the orders. I'm going to train with them. That's been a goal of hers this entire time. I'm going to train with the orders and I'm going to get powerful enough and I'm going to come back and free these slaves. Mm -hmm. That's been her goal. And she goes and gets to the orders. She's like collapses on the beach of this island because it's a whole journey. Right. And they find her and they're like, oh my God, how did you get here? And they like clean her up and they like... Um, she, she wakes up and she's like bandaged and all this stuff. And she's got like a slash in her hand for some reason. And she's like, that's not, I don't remember that happening. And they were like taking blood from her for some reason and all this stuff. So she's like, I don't know what's, what that was about. But anyway, yay, I'm alive. Please train me. I need to be powerful and I need to be able to go back for my friend and other people that are slaves. And the orders were like, the you have five months and the the trials are five months from now. We don't have any more people that can train apprentices. Like, you're kind of too late. Also, you are way past the age where we would start people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, please, please, please. And this one, the woman that's like the second in command, she comes in and she's like, we do have one guy. We'll just go see if Max is available. <laughs> so, we go, so we go to max max I tell love, me about max i love him so much he's grumpy 
And, and that's how it starts. Is like he's grumpy. He's like he doesn't want anything to do with the orders. He d- and they're like Max, please. She doesn't have anyone else. Can you train her? And he's like, no, fuck no. I don't want to train her. He has a little. They they kind of um, teleport over there to him, and he's got a little stone cottage, and he has this flower garden, and that's all. And he lives by himself, and he doesn't want anybody talking to him. And I'm like, you know what? Same. He's uh, just a little hermit. <laughs> he's little just a little hermit, hermit in his hermit house. Uh, he's a hot little hermit with his, you know, with his dark hair and his little, um, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry. So, um, so they're like, please train her, and he's like, fine, I'll train her. She is pretty, I guess, <laughs> or whatever. He doesn't say that, but um. The whole time we're in Tizana's point of view. Mm-hmm. The whole time. And I'm thinking like, oh, we're just, it's just going to be Tizana's point of view this whole time. Um, so anyway, they train and it's five months and, you know, they build a friendship. Obviously, they build this attraction for each other, right. all of this stuff. They get to know each other. And the whole time she's like, what is your thing with the orders? Why don't you want to be a part of it? And he was like, well, I fought in the army back in the war eight years ago and some things happened and I can't really talk about it and all of this stuff. And he was like, been through some trauma. Right, right. But can't talk about it. Right. So we get to the trials and uh, she does really well. She's un- she's very talented naturally. And then she has training and she's just killing it. Um, and they go, oh my God, Tisana, you were amazing. The orders say, okay, so for your, um, you... Uh, oh, her final test was uh, going to this room and it was very different from the other people's final final test because the other people are like, you know, 17 when they do it or 16 or whatever. Right. She's and like, she's how old? She's 21. <laughs> so they're like, here, you're going to go into this dark room and the council is going to be up here watching you. Um, and all you need to do is just move these orbs to the bowl in the center of the room. And she's like, that's it. Okay, I can do that. And she's like moving the bowls. And the head of the orders is looking at her. And he's got mental magic like she does. And he goes, Tizana, come here. And all of a sudden, like her mind immediately snaps to him. And it's like he's mind controlling her. And then he's saying things like, come here. Get on your knees. And she's like, I don't. I want to do that, but I also realize there's some reason I shouldn't do that. And she fights that and then is able to complete the task. Um, but is definitely like problematic that he was like, yeah, come here, get on your knees. So something's up with the or- <laughs> something's up with the orders. We don't know what. Now, to this point, I was like, this is pretty good. It's got a good like fantasy romance storyline. It's pretty good world building. It's got some trauma, all right. of this stuff. And I'm like, but it's just not like, right. it doesn't Grabbing. have that thing. It's not gripping me. Mm-hmm. Part of it was the audiobook, but another part of me is like, this, what is what is the thing? It's not gripping me. It's just kind of like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she completes her test. And this is the part where I was like, oh, shit. Okay. This is good. So she completes her test. She doesn't know the results. Um, they... Go to a ball to celebrate the end of the thing. And she, the whole time, is like, there is a reason that I am here. And I'm going to show them that reason. And she wears this incredible red dress that's completely backless to show her scars. Oh, hell yeah, queen. And it, it is just... That's so good. So iconic. Incredibly iconic. Incredibly iconic. And of course, this is the first time Max has gone to one of these balls in like eight years. And he comes and he's like, and everyone is staring at her. One, because she's gorgeous, but two, because she's got those this insanely disfigured back. Um, and people are like, oh my God, who is she? What does she want? All this stuff. So everybody notices her. Then she gets a letter from the Order's Council and they're like, Tizana, congratulations, you have passed. Or no, it's a congratulations on your performance in your trials um, in order to get the results of your completion we need you to come up to the towers at this time it was like at night in the towers Hmm. all of this stuff and max is like they don't normally do that that's weird uh and she's like well i need to know and 
this has been my whole goal is to do this. Right. Okay. And so she's, so he, she goes up to, they're walking up to the towers together. They're really like, have this companionship, this relationship now, all of this stuff. They haven't admitted feelings yet, but they're really like, have this companionship. And he was like, I really don't like how they handled that last trial. It's just, it was really problematic. And, um, did he, was he able to see it? He was able to be there and oh, watch okay. it. And he was yelling from the, you know, the balcony or whatever, like, no, quit it. Don't do this anymore. Right. Anyway. Oh, she did talk to the head of the council um, at the ball. And he was like, well, what did she, what did he say to you? And she went, well, um, you know, he, he talked to me and said he just, they needed to test me. And he was like, they needed to test you. And she was like, yeah, he said he needed to test me one last time. And he went, and he, and he literally like stops dead in his tracks and he's like, they needed to test you. It's like making really intense eye contact with her. Like, let me sure I heard you right. She's like, yes. And he, and he fully like starts to panic and he's like, Tasana, don't go, don't go, don't go up there. Don't go up there. And he's like grabbing her hand. He's like, run away with me, run away with me. We, We don't have to stay here. We could go anywhere you want, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, Max, I have I have to go. This has been my whole goal. This has been my whole thing. Why? And he's like, you don't, don't go. And so she's like, I have to go. So she goes up and they basically are like, we have something we would like you to do. Oh, I don't like They this. have a new war that's coming. Uh, and we new have. New war just dropped. <laughs> new war just dropped out now. <laughs> And we have a very special gift we want to give you that's going to give you the power that you need. I don't want it. And she's like, will it help me free these slaves? Uh, And they're like, I mean, yeah, but we need you to. And she went, no, no, no. I'm going to do a blood pact with you guys. You're going to let me. I will take this power if you let me go free these slaves. And, And then she does all of these other things like, you know, and make sure this person is taken care of. Oh, and Max, total freedom, clean slate. He gets to go wherever he wants. He doesn't have to be a part of your order anymore. And they're like, fine. Okay. So they sign the blood pact. Oh my God. <laughs> Jillian's like so tensing up. They give her basically a raw, sentient entity that lives inside of her body that is a raw form of magic called Rashei. And it literally is a pure form of vengeance, anger, chaos, violence, all of that. And it amplifies her power. And it, but it has a conscience and it can sometimes take over her body. (gasps) No! Oh my God. And this is the part where the POV changes to Max. And that's where I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> this book is getting good. Oh shit. This shit's about to pop off. Because Max also had Rishay <gasps> during those first wars eight years ago. And they keep talking about this event at like that ended the war. Oh shit. It's because Rishay took over his body and literally destroyed an entire city with his magic. And it is like. No wonder why a motherfucker just wants to live in his little stone cottage. He wants to live in his cottage because he's been through trauma. Oh my god! Are you like blacked out when this happens, or like, or like, are you basically watching it? You're conscious watching it happen. Oh, and Rache did more than just like destroy an entire city. I'm not gonna say what else it does but Max, bad stuff bad shit <laughs> bad not good and the whole time when Rache takes over you are watching but you can't control it oh no and it's your body doing the things but you can't control it oh no and when i tell you so going into like what i loved about this book and i am Almost all the way through the series. It is a completed series. It's a trilogy. It's completed. It's a completed series. It's so good. It's dark for sure. The imagery when Rishay takes over and the descriptions of like what Tasana does. It's so cool. And it's so different from anything I've read before. Right. So different. 
And what I love, the character building in this is so fantastic. You have this, she's a strong female main character, but what I love about Tasana is she is like, she is like a righteous, righteously like trying to accomplish her goal. Max constantly talks about that brute force of hers. She does everything with brute force. I'm going to drive it and drive it and drive it and hit my head against this thing until I get it. Period. Um, And that's what she does. And to the point where it's like damaging and she's self-sacrificing sometimes. Whereas Max is so... Max is my baby boy. Oh my god. I love him so much. He is like, he's just traumatized and he's so sad. And I cry when I think about the stuff that he had to endure. Um, and he just wants to live in his little cottage and tend to his flower garden and just nobody talk to him. And you know what? I feel that. And I feel sad for him. Um, but he, but of course, like he sees Tasana and it's like this beautiful relationship builds. Um, I love this book. These are so good. Um, th- not like Akatar <laughs> at all. Um, but it's they- so it's so annoying that everyone, whenever they see a skirt. So at this point, we go on yet another rant about Akatar. I swear to God, we're gonna stop talking about this book series. But it is not today, and it is not this episode. So anyway, we'll move on eventually, maybe. All right, back to the show. But, um, yeah, no, and, 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 um, back to this book. Sorry, what was I saying? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I do okay. that a lot. Every time I'm listening back to these episodes, we and I'm, like, interrupt each it, other. I'm like, I'm just talking over her as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest asshole. I should really work on that. <laughs> you know, work on that. Jeez. Cut to the next episode. No, um, <laughs> No, we just isolate that clip, and then one day when we don't have an episode, we'll just upload a clip episode every time I interrupted you. <laughs> every time I interrupted. And I feel like we need, like, a whole episode of, like, every time we cackled for 10 minutes. Every time we cackled for 10 minutes. Every time I interrupt you. Every time <laughs> we repeat each other. Which is every episode the whole time. <laughs> that's another thing. That That's the autism, though. That's autism. We, we do. We reflect each other on we'll, that. We'll, we'll repeat each other's, like, punchlines. Yep. Yep. I'm really trying not to say, yep, we repeat each other's punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you really want to become self-aware... Um, do a podcast. Do a podcast, because you are going to find out how many isms you have. Yeah. <laughs> how many isms? <laughs> anyway, so this book was really good. Um, it is... There is spicy, and it is a... It's definitely a Three Peppers um, book itself. Three the- Peppers. Three Sorry, peppers. I just just clued into you saying the peppers. Three peppers, definitely like good, good it stuff. It exists. It is. Uh, good to know. Yeah, they call it a slow burn, but like it's by the time it's the first book, you like you get more. Yeah. More in the other books. Um, spoiler: they stay together. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. Uh, I don't I think like that's the point. Anyway, but um, and then I would say. If I could give the first book a star rating, first book I would say is like four and a half stars. It's good, but it took me a minute to get right, in. Right, to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the series as a whole, five stars. <sighs> five stars. Love that. It's just like, it's it's so good. Once I once I got to like the Reche part and I'm like, oh, we're we're in oh, some intense shit. We're in some intense shit now. And then by that point, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna read this in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And and these are like these are like 950 page. At least the the uh, digital copies that I have are 950 pages I've, or more. I've gotten so into those four hour smuts. I know. And and the thing is, I have two. And now and now, whenever someone's like, it's it's gonna take you at least. 12 hours to read this book i'm like <laughs> that's, too long. It's too long. <laughs> that's too long it's too long uh so yeah those are that's my book 
we went off on a really we long did about something i was we, gonna say good luck editing this but this is my no, this episode is to edit i this turned one. over and looked at my computer and i went oh no <laughs> an hour and two minutes of recording so so in terms of mouthfeel mm. how um what is it I keep wanting to say Daughter of the Drowned Empire. I know, because that's the <laughs> other book that I... Because I kept calling it Daughter of Drowned Empire. No, Daughter of No Worlds. Daughter of No Worlds. Um, well, in terms of mouthfeel, what would you say? Uh, you are in an ashen field. Ooh. Like, there's ash in the air. He sprinkles of ash on the... And, and like, the burnt, charred ground. There is the taste of blood in your mouth. Your blood? I don't know. Oh, Somebody's. Course. Somebody's. You, Might be yours. You pick yourself up, you pull up your sword, and you're out of breath, you're exhausted, but then you feel a hand grip yours, and you know that this is a hand, if you can't get through this, this, the only way you can get through this horrible situation is with this hand holding yours. Okay, seriously, though, that is genuinely how I feel, and I'm tearing up thinking about it because of the, I love these two so much. No, I love that because, I love that because the in terms of mouthfeel section is just vibes and mostly funnies, and then you turned it into something very heartfelt, and that's That is this book! (laughs) It is! I think that's my first, like, heartfelt mouthfeel. Heartfeel mouthfeel. Yeah. All right, so in terms of mouthfeel, terms doves of mouth and feel. demons. What is doves and demons in terms of mouthfeel? In terms of mouthfeel. I also, sorry, interrupt. That's also the fastest mouthfeel I've ever done. Yeah, you whipped that one and right out. You didn't super, take any time to and think. And it was super accurate, too. I'm we really, don't, guys, we don't prepare these at all. We don't the, think the, about them. The, the, point, the, the point of in terms of mouthfeel is to not at all think about it beforehand is to just go based Full on Full sensory vibes. vibes. Yeah, just vibes. Um, doves and demons go. Doves and demons in terms of mouthfeel is you're in a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And it's not too crowded. The music is sort of playing softly, jazz music. Okay. And you're sitting at the bar and you are drinking a Bloody Mary is what you ordered. And then you take a sip of it. And you feel the energy of the room shift. Mm. As you taste the iron in the drink. Oh. And you wonder, there's no real blood in a Bloody Mary. Is that blood? And then you look around and you start to notice that the people who are around you are not what you originally thought they were. And you don't know what's going to happen from here. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like also, everyone's kind of hot. But also everyone's kind of hot. And like you're scared, but also kind of horny. <laughs> also kind of horny. And like that you weren't expecting the taste of blood in your Bloody Mary, but it's not taking away. It's not like you kind of take another sip and you're like, it's not bad. It's not bad. I might finish it, actually. Um, yeah. And that's, that's doves and demons in terms of mouthfeel. That's so great. I feel like that encompasses a lot of dark romances. It's like, ooh, it's scary, but they're also hot. But also, <laughs> I'm sitting in a puddle and I'm not sure why or when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. That's our show, folks. Thanks so much for coming. I've been Jillian. I've, I know you hate this. <laughs> I really don't condone this sign-off. I don't like it. Something about the, the grammatical... I can't think of another way to say it, especially now that this I know has you been. And This has been. This has been Jillian. I've been Jillian. <laughs> I don't like it. It's not incorrect. Okay, they're, they're tired and they want to go home. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next two weeks. For our next episode, which is about some other book. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for.
for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at T with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.